Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. today's show today is the 26th of january i think we've got five days left in this month we'll be already saying february it's so crazy it's 5 30 in the morning it is super cold for southern california standards and we are expecting towards the end of the week a rainstorm that will bring a foot of snow in the mountains let alone the snow that we're seeing in places, we just haven't seen it for years. So it's, you know, new times, new day. Every day is a new day. I, you know, every morning when I wake up, my, my daughter wakes up early as well, and we always text each other. And there were these pictures, these, I don't know if you guys know what Bitmojis are, or mostly everyone knows what an emoji is, but a Bitmoji is when you do a meme of yourself. So we've done one together, and you can do these memes with each other, and this morning's was two um, birds hatching in a nest, and one of the birds was her, and one of the birds was me, and our, it's like our faces coming out, so we're like the birds, but either way, I was like, hey, we hatched again today, and then I thought, we all hatch every day. Every time you sleep and you wake up, And we don't think of it. We're like, same stuff, different day. But that is not a true statement. What is a true statement is that not the same things. It's a new day. And I'm here. I'm here for that new day. How many people left yesterday? How many people did we hear of? because they're actually counting, at least on one level, people that leave every day. A lot. But why are you here? Why am I still here? Because we have another opportunity just to find our peace, just to find being content, just to find and help each other, anything over and above that, that's like 
Nothing matters if you don't have that. How about that? Because if we don't have inner peace, they can give you all the money in the world. It may distract you for a while. They can give you everything you thought you wanted. Again, we'll distract you for a while. We'll keep you busy. But when we go to bed at night, all that swirling stuff in the tornado that we created, things and money and this and that, that goes away. And all we want to feel is that we, at the very least, love ourselves and that the people we love love us for who we are. Anything over that is a far second to those last thoughts we have when we go to sleep at night. Even when we are lying to ourselves. I'm really great. I'm better than so-and-so. I showed them. I got away with that lie. No one will ever figure out that that wasn't true. I'll never give up that that wasn't true. Imagine sleeping with all that every night. Because if you sleep with that and you buy that, your dreams reflect a lot of confusion. So when you wake up in the morning, you're still trying to figure out, who am I? Like, what have I accepted? What have I done? to myself oh yeah because I'm covering up pain well that's a really good excuse I need to cover up that pain because if I cover it up I can probably get away with it for the rest of my life but what you'll also inadvertently get away with is not knowing your own peace so you're going to keep chasing stuff to bring you peace over and over again. Maybe this person will do it. Maybe that job will do it. Maybe that outfit will do it. And we start looking for stuff to do the work for us. So that brings me back to why I am doing this show about unfinished emotional business. Once you know that that can exist, you can finally start to lay some emotions in you to be able to rest instead of be twisting like tornadoes inside of you, that they can rest, that they can sleep. Because if your emotions can rest, what happens? You're going to rest because you will learn to release. It's not what you're releasing that is as important as learning how to release. Because then you can plug in every situation and you can release it. You can set it free. You can let it go. It sounds like all those um, people standing on a mountain words, you know, set it free. (laughs) How about the one where if you set it free... It's yours, and if it doesn't, it wasn't. But in truth, that's not true. Because if it happened, 
it's yours. Really understand that shift. If it happened to you, it is something your life got introduced to for you to resolve it. We have found so many ways to dismiss our experiences. Well, that was a mistake. She was a mistake. He was a mistake. That job was a mistake. How about that was a lesson? What did I learn? Why did I learn it? Why was I attracted to it? Self-accounting back over and over again. Because that is real. Words do have power. There is a lot being said about that right now, at least in the U.S., because of political circumstances that have happened one way or the other. But the way we talk to ourselves, and we've been saying this for a long time. Actually, in March, it will be seven years of time. This show will have been running (laughs) for seven years. I think, I'm pretty sure, in March. If I'm wrong, someone correct me, but I think it's seven years. And a lot has happened to us in seven years, and we've talked about a lot of stuff. We peeled back a lot of layers, each time getting closer to the truth of ourselves. Isn't that what Christ's plan was, you know, the truth that will awaken the truth in your heart, the words that will awaken the truth of your heart. And that's what we've been doing, waking it up over and over again. Because whatever we deny, we carry. Whatever we avoid, we're running away from. Anything we hold on to that's negative, negative begets negative. You will argue more with the people you love. You will argue more with yourself. You'll put yourself down. Negative begets negative. It's not what we do to others. It's what we're willing to do to ourselves. If I'm carrying a bunch of negative stuff I'm avoiding and I don't want to deal with and I pretend it doesn't exist, well, guess what? I'm going to take that out on you. Doesn't that make you happy? I'm going to call you names like I call myself. I'm going to make fun of you the way I make fun of myself. I'm going to put you down because I'm used to it. And you are only here to be my moving target and to keep me from beginning to identify the fact that that's actually me throwing up on you, myself. So how do we get there? How do we observe ourselves without judgment? We don't even think of observing ourselves. We're so busy observing everybody else, it never occurs to us because we think, well, I'm with me all day. I already know me. I'm good with what's in there. Good, better, and different. I accept it. Okay. But did you clean up your cupboard? And wipe down the shelves? 
so that you could find what you want instead of every time you want to go get a can of something, you have to take out five or six cans and then put them back and it just stays a mess, never gets dusted, never gets cleaned. Is that really what you want to accept for what's inside there? If we could learn to step outside and look at that cupboard and say, wow, that cupboard's a mess. Why don't I put all the canned food together on this side? And why don't I put the beans together? And why don't I put the tomato cans, tomato sauce cans together? Why don't I put my jars of jam together? And then when I need it, all I have to do is open up and get it. Right? That would be way too easy. And some of us have fought such hard wars inside of us that we actually think that's silly. And then we make fun of people who organize their cupboard. And then we say, well, not everybody's like you. And you're thinking, why did they say that to me? Why would they say that to me? Because they didn't clean their cupboard. Because the only person who can be responsible for your unfinished experiences is you. Because nobody knows what your unfinished experiences are. They may experience the result of you. They don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Only you know that. So what I probably would do is I would get a notebook, just an empty notebook. It doesn't have to be called anything. You just call it a notebook. Just make sure the pages are empty because you're going to fill them. And then you start to write. When I make decisions, and don't, don't lose sight of this one, when I make decisions, what factors into my decisions? When you want to, let's say, buy a car, we all have to do that at some point if we want to drive anywhere. So what factors into the decisions of a car? Let's say you want an SUV, and when you walk out of that car dealership, you're walking out with a sedan. And you think, but I really always, I still need an SUV. It may be you say, I can't afford one. But if you really look, you could find one you could afford, even if it's a used one. The goal is to get what you need. But if you want a new car more than you want an SUV, you'll leave with the sedan. But you have to ask yourself, why am I not getting myself what I need? Because even though I have this car and even though it's brand new, I may not appreciate it or be as excited about it because I actually need something that can haul things from place to place. So why didn't you listen to yourself? The first answer I would give you is that you're used to not listening to yourself. You go against your own grain You don't want to take the time it would take to look for it or the risk. It may ultimately have been cheaper for you had you known where to go and get an SUV for that price. 
But in truth, whatever you're looking for, somehow, if you are looking for it and you are capable of doing it, you will find what you want. It's a, such a weird example, but if you go in for one car and you leave with another, why did you accept that? And now you're tied into three to five years of payments for a car that you need a different style of or different functionality of. Or let's bring it home inside our homes. We get in an argument with each other, whether it's your partner, your children, or even yourself, and then you take it out on them. Why are you willing to hold on to that instead of release it? Why are you willing to deny it and pretend it doesn't exist on top of you convincing yourself, now you're convincing others that that's not really what's going on and they don't know you, nobody knows you. The truth is you don't know you. That's the truth. You're the one avoiding you. They're just noticing you. If you weren't in their lives, they wouldn't have to notice you and all your stuff. You'd go and just dump that on someone else. It doesn't matter who to you. You just need that audience, that outlet, because it helps you avoid yourself. And that negative emotion that you have towards your experiences doesn't care who it dumps on. It's who you are everywhere you go. It's not because of the people. It's not because of the job. It's not because of the situation. It's who you are everywhere you go. And you know how when you're in an airport and you see people lugging their baggage around and you see some people with like this small compact thing and they have their backpack on and they're just pushing this small thing and they're going somewhere for two weeks. And then you see somebody with that extra big suitcase and then another small one and a backpack and a kid in a stroller and you're pulling all of that with your one body (laughs) and your child in your stroller. Every time I see that whole big scenario of all that stuff, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of baggage to lug around. It's heavy You have to check it in, and then you have to check it out. It takes a lot more time. That's crazy. I get it that you want to bring your house with you. I get it that you want an outfit for every night. But if you thought it through a little further, you could actually create that and not have to carry around so much baggage. They make a lot of clothes now that you could roll up and put in and maybe a different color shirt and maybe whatever, a few different shoes or something, but put it in there and you can look different every night. You can achieve the same goal, but you don't have to lug around the world to do it. Because if you travel like that, traveling is like this weird big anomaly, like, oh, my God, we're going to go and I got to pack and you want to just, you know, your whole closet in there. So just think of when you see that to what happens what happens to covering up the need to feel safe 
They need all of that to feel safe. And other people who've kind of gone in and did some more of the work, like, wait a minute, why do I need all of that? I want to just go lightly so that I can see what I want. I don't want to have to worry about all this stuff and packing and repacking even on my trip because I thought it out. It's the only difference is that you think it out. If you wait until the last minute to pack and you haven't thought it out, you do have to bring everything because you think, oh, well, I'll wear this on this day and I'll wear that on that day. But statistically, they have found that people only wear 5% of the clothes they have over and over again. No matter how much clothes you have, you're only going to wear a small portion of those clothes. So when you know information, you have words to put on your feelings, and you go through your life, it bleeds into how you do things, how you even plan. Because once you have touched, you've reflected, and hey, this is where I'm at, this is where I've been. And these were the feelings I had that, Tell me why I was there and why I'm not there now. I don't need those feelings anymore. I don't need to feel that anger. I know it's empty there right now, but whatever goes back in, I get to choose what it is. And hey, if I'm feeling something weird, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a conversation with myself about it. I want to see, hey, why did I feel that? Instead of, well, I felt that because they were an idiot. I'm like, really, were they? Sometimes people are really not kind. But if you say they were not kind, it's because you understand what kindness is. If you call them an idiot, it's because you understand that you could be one too. Anything go. And we can't identify it and accept it. We're going to carry it. So there's some things to do to work through those feelings and those experiences, and that's to identify the experience. Name it. I know it sounds funny, but, you know, I've had some big ones that I've carried with me for a long time, and I named them. Even if it was just when I got my mom the most mad, when I did that really stupid thing that I thought was stupid. And then I'd realize I even knew at the time it was, but I was willing to take the risk. But as I start naming these things, they become easier to go back to. The big event. Nadia Gate. Just lighten the energy of it. Because once you name it, as you're just walking, doing dishes, driving, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's why I wanted to do that. I actually like that guy, and I was willing to lie to my parents for it. I was willing to go out on the limb for it. Wow, I really got caught up in that moment. Well, you know, it's kind of hard not to. You're 17. You're excited. You're not used to liking people like that or them responding. It's new to everybody involved, including your parents. 
But hey, that was my Nadia gate. That was the day I talked to God and said, God, I'm going to lie to my parents today because they just don't understand. But the truth was, that wasn't true. They did understand. That's why they didn't want me to do what I was going to do. What I didn't understand is the long-term effects because my mind didn't care about long-term effects. I was 17 and invincible. So name it. It takes off that edge of seriousness that when you go back to it, you're like, oh, that, I got to work on that. It'll work on itself. If you just open the door and say, I didn't get that SUV because people who have SUVs are better than me. All I deserve is a sedan, something I don't want, but I can get around. And you're like martyring yourself. Seriously, get the SUV. Find it. Find a way. I I had a boss once, and he used to walk around the office. I used to just want to, like, string him because he would say it all the time, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I hear that almost every day. But it's because he lived it. And it was beautiful the way he felt it. And because of that, I kept it because it's true. And he used to say, the harder you work, the luckier you get. We always say, that person was so lucky. And the person that you say that to goes, luck, I've been doing this for 10 years, 20 years. What are you talking about lucky? Because they only see the result. And we only want results. And we have no protocol for how to solve our own experiences. Stop calling them problems, even challenges. But experience, I need to solve my experiences. I need to figure them out. They're a puzzle. And if I don't figure them out, my puzzle pieces are missing. And as I get older, now I have so many puzzles to fill in the pieces for, I don't even remember which one is which. Name them. Write them down in your notebook. Name them. Because what happens is your brain will go back as you're driving, as you're shopping, and you'll be like, oh, yeah. And you'll know where to put that information. And in your heart, that deepest, quietest part of your heart that feels unattended to will start to wake up and go, hey, hey, you got my back. I've been waiting for you. I am starving for you. I want you. Couldn't find me. Thank you for finding me. Because now I can do my job. I can help you heal. I can enjoy you. You can enjoy you. We can enjoy this life we have. Yeah, we we got hatched into a new day. Again, name another thing. Let's make it happen. You got this. I got you. We got each other. 
Don't throw it away because you're not used to feeling good. Force yourself to feel good and not feel like the other shoe is going to drop. And if you always feel like that, name the experience. Think about how far back you were doing the behavior. You may not remember, but if you try to go back to, well, when did I start thinking like that? That's how you got to today. And you will start to see it. And you will be able to heal yourself. Tomorrow we are going to do this amongst couples. Unfinished emotional business in relationships for Relationship Wednesday. You guys, my time is already up. Francis, March 10th, 2014. So yes, this year will be seven years on this show. Imagine what we've been through with Blog Talk. I love you guys, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.